so anybody can start their own sourdough starter? Of course, yes. Anybody can do their own. I actually gave mine a name. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name? Well, it's, it's bubbly. I think uh, a lot of factors can affect the outcome that you have in the bread. It's the same recipe, but it's a different one because one uh, actually died when I was moving. I was, I was kind of busy. I didn't feed it for a very long time. You are listening to the Student Life Podcast. I am Katinka van Kan, a student life coach, and in this podcast I discuss different topics and challenges around life as a student. And I do this with students, teachers, and other professionals. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Student Life Podcast. This Student Life Podcast, we will talk about sourdough. What is sourdough? How to bake with it? And why is it so popular? With me today to talk about sourdough is Mustafa. Welcome, Mustafa. And before we go into our conversation, what should we know about you? Hi, uh, my name is Mustafa. I'm originally from Egypt, and uh, now I live in Maastricht for uh, work. I work as a network engineer here. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is interesting. Uh, before that, I was living in Harlem in Amsterdam. I just moved uh, this summer. All right, so you're fresh in Maastricht. Yes. Yeah, because this summer, that's also a weird time to move to a new city. Yeah, it is uh, very weird, and uh, it's a bit difficult uh, in a new place during this pandemic. And you bake sourdough. Yes, I do. That's what <laughs> we're going to talk about today. Yeah, can you tell me a little bit about why this topic interests you so much? Well, originally, I started uh, like about a year ago to uh, bake sourdough. And, well, it, it's a bit difficult to find good bread, or at least to my preference. And uh, I don't really like the spongy bread that you find in most supermarkets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I tried sourdough before. It was from a supermarket. It's not in Maastricht here. Uh, and it was very good, but then they stopped making it. And it's a bit difficult to find it in other places. So I decided to give it a try. It was before the pandemic, so <laughs> it wasn't related to that part. Yeah, but you, I can imagine that it kept you busy as well during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, of course, yes. Uh, <laughs> but also uh, a lot of people went uh, and bought all the flour and all the yeast. And uh, I guess a lot of people started doing uh, sourdough because there was no yeast in the supermarkets. So then they had to create their own yeast at home. And other than the yeast or no yeast, in general, it has a better, much better taste than other bread or uh, better texture as well. Yeah, yeah. You you baked me some. It's laying here next to me. It smells amazing. So I cannot wait to try it out after we we're done recording. Uh, but let's start. Okay, first things first. What is sourdough? Because you already mentioned during the pandemic, a lot of people started baking bread, and there was no yeast, there was no flour, there was nothing around in the supermarket. Uh, so it is different sourdough than normal bread, right? Can you explain just the basics? What is what is sourdough? Yeah, so sourdough is basically bread, but without any uh, commercial yeast. It's uh, made with a sourdough starter or uh, culture, which is basically wild uh, yeast that you create your own. And you don't add any preservatives or anything that is present in uh, the uh, normal bread that you get in the supermarket very natural yeah it's natural and limited to just the basic ingredients of the dough yeah so 
the sourdough itself, like th- like you said, the sourdough starter, that's what you need, right? And that is a living thing, if I understand you correctly. Y- yeah. Yes, it is a living thing and it has its ups and downs. And so you, you create that by uh, fermenting flour and water mm-hmm. and that gets like a wild yeast from the air and also from the flour. And with the fermentation process, it also uh, has also creates a sour uh, taste which is basically lactic acid and that's what gives it the unique taste it has so what how do you start that then how do you start that fermenting process so anybody can start their own sourdough starter of course yes anybody can do their own sourdough starter there are a lot of uh, different recipes for starters uh, depending on which flour you use and uh, that also depends on uh, like which recipe you're going to follow uh, to make your bread and which starter uh, recommends or calls for but the basic thing you just start with uh, flour and water and you leave it for some time 24 hours and then continue the process so you keep adding flour and water yeah you keep feeding it because we said it's a live thing (laughs) so we keep feeding it every 24 hours or 12 to 24 hours with more flour and water yes and do you have to take an account like how much you add to it because to me it sounds like if you do that for a while a few weeks maybe you're gonna have a bowl filled with yes sourdough starter bubbly thing that's the picture that i have in my mind now (laughs) yes true but when you're creating or when you're making your sourdough starter, um, there's also a step where you discard some of the sourdough starter in order to uh, feed it again. So you don't end up with a ton of starter that you're not going to use. Okay, so And that you use it obviously to bake your bread. So yeah. that's when you take away a bit from it. It's very interesting. It kind of sounds like, like having a, a pet or a baby or <laughs> yeah. know, something you have to maintain it i mean every 12 or to 24 hours that is basically every day you have to pay some attention to your sourdough yes that's true i i, I actually gave mine a name <laughs> what's the name well it's it's bubbly <laughs> bubbly oh so it is bubbly <laughs> yes it is <laughs> oh, that's amazing yes. yeah and there is a bit of a a small I don't know if I can call it a community, but I do get that feeling sometimes because uh, we have this Facebook group here in Maastricht. That's also where I found you through somebody that I met in that group, Sharing is Caring Maastricht. And I see a lot of times, or at least for the past few months, I've seen it come up a few times where people are asking for a sourdough starter or asking tips for the sourdough or uh, sad messages where they say, my sourdough died. (laughs) Does somebody have some new, uh, new ones for me or new starter for me? Does it feel... Do you have people around you as well, or maybe online, that also are into sourdough and know a lot about it? Not really. There's only a couple of people who know what sourdough is and are actually very eager to try it. Other people I'm kind of forcing to for them (laughs) to try it (laughs) because I I do enjoy the process and cannot really eat all the bread. Yeah, it's a lot of bread to eat in your own, maybe. (laughs) It is. So when when did your sourdough journey start? You already said about a year ago when you had the sourdough from a store. They didn't sell it anymore, and then you decided to to figure it out yourself, if I can say it like that. Where, how did that process go for you? I think it was December uh, December last year, and uh, I found the recipe uh, for the sourdough bread. I created, uh, I made the starter, 
which took about a week and then I did the bed the first one ever and actually it wasn't that good <laughs> when, when I first tried it I was wondering was it a success or is it so first try if anyone bakes uh, if you have a, a sticky dough that was the worst dough ever and uh, yeah it, so it came out it, it tasted nice but it didn't really have the characteristics of a normal sourdough so I decided to ditch that starter and I did another one from another recipe and that one worked very well because I'm still using it until today Oh, so that's the one that I'm going to taste later. Well, it's the same recipe, but it's a different one because m one uh, actually died when I was moving. I, wa I was kind of busy. I didn't feed it for a very long time. Oh, the starter died. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to make a bubbly version too. So I can taste bubbly too. Yes. Bubbly hashtag too. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's such a, yeah, it feels like a journey because there's a lot of trial and error. I also... I bake a lot myself, but mostly sweet things. I like baking sweet things. Uh, I've also made my own bread, but this sounds like it's way more sensitive than normal or normal bread, if I can say it like that, uh, where you just have you know the, the yeast that we buy in the supermarket, which is the powder and um, flour and whatever you want to add to it. But this sounds like it's a way more delicate process. Can I see it like that? Yeah, I, I think so as well. I think uh, a lot of factors can affect the outcome that you have in the bread from which flour you will use that will result in a different crust than another flour or at least that's from my experience with it how the temperature of the water the temperature of the room uh, how long you ferment it for so how old your starter is how long you ferment the dough for so when you make the bread dough after you mix the starter with everything else then you leave it to proof or ferment for a few hours and that increases or improves the taste or the sourness of the uh, final bread. Okay, can you share a little bit about that recipe that maybe, I don't know if you want to give away your recipe, but can you take me step by step maybe into how does that start? So I have I have a, a version of bubbly, the sourdough starter. What do I do then? I take a part of it. So you, you have to, your, your own bubbly needs to be fed before you uh, actually need it. So. For me, I usually feed it twice or three times before I need it, which is mostly in the weekend. And then on the day that you're going to bake, you mix your uh, water with the starter, uh, with the flour and the salt. And then you knead or mix all of this. And then you leave it You leave it to proof or ferment for a few hours. And then you shape it how you want. And then you leave it to ferment again for a few hours. And then you bake it. Okay, so it's a good activity to do in the weekends. Yeah, it is. But this is one of the easier recipes that I follow. Uh, I saw a lot of other recipes that you actually have to like do something with the dough like every half an hour or every hour. So that takes longer as well. Yeah, that's maybe more for in a lockdown because that's what we saw in the lockdown. Everybody started baking their own cakes, breads. I don't know what they baked, but there was no flour anywhere. <laughs> Did you notice that as well, that maybe people around you or when you see, you know, when you're in a group like Sharon is Caring, that there were more people interested in baking or asking questions about that? Yeah, I, I personally didn't know that a lot of people bake at home until the pandemic happened and all the flour was gone for a long time. I actually had to order my flour online because I couldn't find it in any of the stores. It was interesting for me, at least. Yeah. 
Because it's a good activity as well. And I agree with the point that you made in the in the beginning of our conversation that the bread in the supermarket is not, I mean, it, half of the time I think it's not even bread. It goes bad quickly. It's not a lot of taste. I mean, compared to, some, even if I smell your bread now next to me, there's, it's a, it smells amazing. That's not what you have with your regular supermarket bread. Of course, some supermarkets have better bread, but it's never really that that quality that bread can be. I think we kind of lost sight of what food can be like if you take the time and put some love in it yourself. Uh, and it's it's kind of an art, right, baking sourdough, because if I see sourdough bread or pictures, uh, the pictures I saw of your bread as well that you posted in the Facebook group, I mean, it looked amazing. It was so beautiful, almost like you don't want to eat it. Is that for you as well, that it's an activity and creativity and the experiment with how you make your bread look? Yeah, I definitely agree. For me, I didn't really bake anything before I started the sourdough. And when I started that, it kind of unlocked something. I started to bake a lot of things, not just the sourdough. And how the sourdough looks in the end, it's changing from one bread to another. Because you also need to, they say, it's score it or uh, basically uh, make something on the top of the dough, a tear in the dough. Yeah, you cut it in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you cut it in a way so that it has room to uh, grow and not uh, like burst from other places that uh, would give it a bad shape. So if you don't do that, it might look very weird. Yeah, because you don't know uh, where is the weakest point in the dough where uh, the air will come out. So okay. you cannot control that. So that's why you cut it on top in a shape that you want. Depending on how you do that, you will always have a different shape. So do you have a favorite favorite type? Are you still experimenting or is there like a type of shaping it and baking it where you're like, oh, that was the best that I ever had? My go-to is just to make a cross in the middle. The length of the cross depends on the day. Yeah. But uh, I, I still like to experiment with the shape, with how it looks in the end, and kind of experiment with different flowers and also sometimes different ingredients to add to the basic sourdough. Yeah, so what can you add to it? Because uh, I was also wondering that, can I just put anything in it that I want or are there things that you are should not put in it because that might ruin the dough or the fermenting process? Or so for me, I, I like herbs and spices in general. So one time I tried to add some thyme or and oregano and the bread and came out and tasted nice it's still uh, sourdough bread but you just added what you like to it another time added the nutritional yeast which gives uh, gives it a bit of a cheesy flavor or cheesy smell and it's also nutritional yeah <laughs> obviously yeah. <laughs> yeah and that also affects the dough and how elastic it is and uh, yeah for me it's fun to just experiment with different things and see what the outcome is Sounds good. Sounds delicious. Can I also put things in it like raisins or sun-dried tomato, olives, stuff like that? You can. I, I didn't try to put either of those, but I think you can put anything as long as it doesn't affect the dough. Like, don't put sugar like it's a sweet bread. Are you going to secretly bake a cake? Well, yeah. <laughs> right. I also, because I must be honest, I did a little bit of research before we started our conversation. I didn't want to go into this knowing nothing. I've always known about sourdough, known that there is an intensive process around it, but never really what that actually is. So I'm very happy that you're more willing to talk to me today. I also read that there are a lot of health benefits from sourdough, that it's healthier than normal bread or that it can do things for your health. Do you know anything about that? Can you tell us something about that? Yes. So from also what I 
had before sourdough helps with the digestion so it's not like normal bread uh, where people they have digestion problems or bloating from eating the bread but uh, in the sourdough the, the lactic acid that uh, is in the starter that helps to uh, there's a lot of chemical names in, in that but it helps uh, like to give you good uh, bacteria for your stomach and it helps with the digestion and also to absorb more nutrients from the flour than you would in a normal bread that you would you would buy from anywhere sounds good so it's better bread tastes better smells better better for your body yes do you have to bake one every week because you just mentioned like you uh, feed your bubbly and on in the weekends usually you um you bake a bread with it do you have to do that then every week and if you don't do you then throw away half of the bubbly or no uh, I, i don't bake every week because sometimes i just uh, like do two loaves of bread and then uh, use what i want and the rest uh, i freeze it and after you take it out from the freezer you heat it up and it's still very good and didn't lose anything if i will use it in the next few days after baking you just leave it outside uh, covered and that's it it will not get mold uh, like normal bread because also the lactic acid in it helps to prevent the mold yeah but in a natural way yes not in a supermarket way <laughs> yes exactly because <laughs> that's also what you taste in the bread right that i don't know has a bit of a stickiness i don't know how to describe it but yeah i i really don't like that bread. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Same. all right that's very interesting man um let's say that there are people listening now that want to start their own sourdough journey what would you uh, advise them where to start and what tips and tricks do you have for us there's a lot of recipes to uh, see if you want to start your starter i think just have patience with it And I think it's a fun process to see how it changes every day or how it goes up and down and uh, how it affects the dough. And uh, sometimes if it fails, it, it will work the next time. Yeah, try yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> Trial and error. And what's, because I really feel like I want to try baking my own sourdough as well, creating my own starter, sourdough starter, my own bubbly. I'll give it another, another name, I'll promise. <laughs> Maybe in the, in the Christmas time, because we are going towards December now, getting darker, days are shorter. Um, we're still a little bit isolated, like you mentioned you as well, from uh, from the pandemic and the semi-lockdown that we're in here. So I think there's definitely a good activity to have and have some beautiful bread on the table in the, in the December months, maybe. Can this be, it's my last question that I have right now, can sourdough bread be gluten-free? Can you this process with something else than the flour there is a version of gluten-free sourdough bread i, I didn't try it myself because i don't have uh, this intolerance but it is possible yes okay, and what do you use then instead of the flour you use a gluten-free flour so yeah okay, but you have to feed your sourdough starter as well right uh yeah but th that one i'm not sure about i didn't really look into it but i'm sure there are uh, gluten-free sourdough breads I'm gonna maybe that's gonna be my task now. Yeah. Figure out if, if this can be gluten free. I mean not for me, but I have family that has a gluten intolerance. So um and if I smell your bread I feel very sad for <laughs> somebody to not be able yeah. to eat that. Well thank you for a conversation. I don't have any questions right now, but is there anything that you would like to share with me or with the listeners about yourself, your sourdough journey, anything for anybody who's listening to this episode? I would like to add that if you actually make the sourdough starter you can use it for other things not just the bed like a sourdough pizza or a pancake oh yeah and that is uh, delicious oh that sounds yeah. great oh, so it's not just bread no of course not because it is you can make dough with it so then you can basically make anything that you want but not brownies then 
Well, I, I don't think so. Because <laughs> then no. you have to add sugar and then it's going to be sweet again. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mustafa, thank you so much for sharing your, your sourdough journey with us, giving us all these tips and tricks and explanations of what it actually is for me to clear it up a lot around the sourdough and I won't be wondering anymore if I see all these posts, what it's about. And um, I'm going to taste your bread after this podcast. I'm very excited about that. And maybe start baking my own sourdough bread. I'll let you know. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Student Life Podcast. Do you know another topic that you feel needs to be discussed? Or is there maybe a challenge in your student life you would like to talk about? Well, don't wait any longer and get in touch with me. You can send an email to info at vankancoaching.com or find Student Life Coaching on Instagram and Facebook. And maybe I will talk to you in the next episode of the Student Life Podcast.